0: so much for allowing us to live stream right into your home today. You're joining us on the second week of an annual series that we do called Ask Away. And I love this series so much because you all are the ones that are driving the content. And here's what I mean. Every Easter, we provide an Easter annual survey. And on that survey, we ask you to submit to us questions, topics, and themes that you would love for us to address. And then we take a few Sundays out of the year. We do a series called Ask Away, and we try to tackle as many of those questions, topics, and themes as we can. So today is week number two of the Ask Away series. Now, before we jump into the message, I want to do two things. The first thing, we do this every single weekend. Before we jump into the word, let's pause to give honor to the incredibly brave military men and women and all of the awesome first responders. So come on, right now, if you can, in the comment section of whatever live stream platform you're watching from, can you give our military men and women and all of the first responders, can you show them some love? Come on, give them some love today. We pray protection over you, we pray peace over you, and we thank you for every sacrifice that you make, especially during this pandemic. You all have really just stepped up to the challenge and we thank God for each and every one of you. So God bless you. And then the second thing I wanna do today is I wanna remind you of an announcement that we made last Sunday we shared with you what we're calling our re-entry plan for the month of June. So I'm gonna lay out for you again what your church is doing in terms of re-entry in the month of June. Now, you know we're one church in multiple locations, so let's start with our Germantown, Maryland campus, our Germantown Go Church family. Come on, show some love to Germantown. Love you all. Now you all are in Montgomery County, Maryland, and unfortunately you are still in shelter in place. However, I have been so encouraged to see the improvement even from last weekend to this weekend. And we're believing for just a quick turnaround in Montgomery County and all of the state of Maryland. But for the month of June, Germantown, you're gonna remain online only, online only for the month of June. Now let's talk about our South Metro Atlanta campus. This is our broadcast campus. This is the location that this message is coming from today in the month of June, and that starts tomorrow. Come on, June starts tomorrow. We're kicking off every Thursday night in the month of June, a Thursday night gathering at 7 p.m., Each Sunday, we'll still provide the three Sunday morning gathering times of 8, 9.45, and 11.30. One of the things that we want to make sure that we do is practice safe social distancing. So we're limiting the amount of people, we're limiting the amount of tickets, if you will, for entry into any of these gatherings to 200. So if you want to be one of the 200 people that gets into a gathering, it's really simple. All you have to do is every Monday morning in the month of June, go online to mygochurch.com or if you've downloaded the custom Go Church app, you can RSVP tickets for you and for your family. So this is a really great opportunity. I know many of you, you're excited to get back into the house of the Lord and uh, we're excited to open up the doors of the church for you. So another thing that we've done, we're creating what we're calling a noon and pop-up camp This is for the month of June as well. This location will happen at the train depot in downtown Noonan. You'll have two gathering times to choose from, 945 and 1130. This location is even smaller because some of you, You want to get back, but you don't want to get back into a big room. And so this is going to be limited to 60 tickets or 60 people. Please know that when we use the word ticket, there is no cost to get into a Go Church gathering. It's just an opportunity for us to measure how many people are coming to each gathering so that we can maintain social distancing because your safety is still a number one priority for us. So again, the way that you are SVP, you go online to mygochurch.com or you download the app. If you have any problems or if you have any questions, don't hesitate to shoot us an email or contact the church office. One more part of this, and then we'll jump into the message today. We're going to follow social distancing guidelines, so you don't have to worry about that. For the month of June, we're not offering kids or youth environments. We are welcoming your children to come and to be a part of the gathering of your choosing, though. Uh, our, facili- our facilities are always sanitized, but we pro- I promise you, Your church will be cleaner than Walmart, Lowe's, Home Depot, or any restaurant that you've been going to. It's going to be incredibly sanitized at your campus. Uh, We're trying to give you as many options as we can. That's why we've added the Thursday night gathering at our South Metro Atlanta campus. It's why we've created the Noonan Pop-Up Campus. It's why this live stream gathering is going nowhere. So you don't have to worry about that. If you want to stay home, you stay home. And you can catch us online. Uh, If you feel sick or if you don't feel safe, please don't attend. We're begging you. We don't want to force anybody or make anybody uncomfortable to come to a gathering. And if you have any kind of symptoms whatsoever, you know, And don't just say, well, it's seasonal allergies. If you got a cough, stay home. Come on, give me a good amen right there. And then we're going to keep you updated the best we can through email and social media. So make sure you're staying connected. And one more time, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at the office or through our website. And we'll be glad to provide you with more information and help you any way that we can. So I'm just so proud of you, Go Church family. Uh, It's been a journey. These last three months have been trying for for you and for us, and yet God has been faithful. Come on, if he's been faithful, say amen to that. And as we begin the process of reentry, we want to make sure that you and your family are well taken care of. But it will be nice to preach to a room with people in it. Come on now. The last twelve weeks we've been preaching to an empty room, but thank God the Holy Spirit has been here every single time. So I look forward to seeing how many of you are SVP for an upcoming gathering and And uh, this upcoming week is gonna be a great great opportunity to be back in the house of the Lord together. Come on, if you're excited, show me that in the comment section right now. And now I'm ready to jump into week number two of Ask Away. Last Sunday, we tackled this question. How do I get out of a spiritual rut? Obviously, I don't have time to re-preach that. However, if you missed that message, uh, I'm gonna encourage you to go back and watch it on demand. Uh, whatever kind of rut you feel stuck in, I do my very best to give you some biblical and principle application to get yourself out of that rut. So if you missed it, jump back online and watch this message because we got a lot of positive feedback about this message and I, I pray that it's an encouragement to you. And now today on this Sunday, May 31st, it is Pentecost Sunday. If time will permit, I'll give you a little bit more of a detailed definition of Pentecost Sunday in a moment. But in a nutshell, Pentecost Sunday is the birthday of the church. So today is the birthday of the New Testament church. And this is a great day to tackle one of the top questions or one of the top themes that you submitted through that Easter survey. And so many of you ask this question, and we're gonna dive into this question on Pentecost Sunday. It's, it's perfectly appropriate. And the question is this, what or who is the Holy Spirit? Let me say it again, what or who is the Holy Spirit? Now, I wanna be really honest with you and say a couple of things. Number one, I love so much teaching about the person of the Holy Spirit. Genuinely, it's one of my favorite topics to teach on, however, it doesn 't come with without great challenge, trying to teach the doctrine of the Holy Spirit is like trying to nail jello to a wall. Come on now, however. We're gonna dive right in. I'm gonna give you my very best over the next 25 minutes and share with you as much scripture and as much biblical truth as I can about what and who the Holy Spirit is. And I pray that today will give you a ton of clarity. And I also pray that today will just stir some additional curiosity in your heart and in your mind. And on your own time, you'll jump online and you'll jump into the Bible and you'll discover personally what and who the Holy Spirit is to you. So, so let's, let's start today, and let me give you this thought. Imagine somebody was having a conversation with God, and they said to God, God, what are you? What are you? Now, in that conversation, God would respond, and God would say, well, I, I am God. What are you? I am God. But imagine if they took that question just a layer further, and they said, okay, Now I'm not asking, what are you? But I'm asking, who are you? Now this is where it gets really interesting because the response of God would be this. Well, I am Father, and I am Son, and I am Holy Spirit. God would say, you wanna know who I am? I am three in one. Now I want you to know something. This does not mean that God is divided into thirds. We do not serve a a God that is fragmented or broken. We do not serve a God that has a schizophrenic personality. This idea of the Godhead, this idea of the Trinity, this idea of God being three in one is the incredible wonders and mysteries of God. Let me, let me tie it in like this. He is one, what you are, but he is three, who you are. He is one, what you are. He is God, but he is three, who you are. He is Father, he is Son, he is Holy Spirit. Let me show you this diagram or this picture. I've, I've showed, showed you this on multiple occasions because this is what we believe as a church. We believe in the Trinity. It's a Trinitarian theology. We believe that God is the Father, that God is the Son, and that God is the Holy Spirit. The Father is not the Son, and the Son is not the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is not the Father, but God is three in one. Now again, teaching the doctrine of the Holy Spirit can be very confusing, but I'm going to try to give you some things that will interest you to learn more on your own time and to show you more about the person of the Holy Spirit, because so many people are familiar with God the Father. And a lot of people are familiar with God, the Son, but God, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is one of the most overlooked and in my opinion, one of the most misunderstood persons within the Trinity. Now, if you're taking notes and I hope that you are, I always try to give you this thought whenever I talk about the Holy Spirit because this is so important. The Holy Spirit is not an it, so whenever we talk about the person of the Holy Spirit or we address the person of the Holy Spirit we are not talking about it we are talking about he the Holy Spirit is not an it God is the Father God is the Son God is the Holy Spirit that means the Holy Spirit is he, the Holy Spirit, is just as much God as any other person in the Trinity. And you may be wondering, well, why is that important? And I'm glad that you ask, as I'm gonna show you. Because if you don't view the Holy Spirit as a person, you'll never know him personally. And just like God desires for you to know him as the Father and Jesus as the Son, God has this desire for you to know the person of the Holy Spirit personally. And all throughout your Bible, from the beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible, we see the person of the Holy Spirit on display and moving. As a matter of fact, if you just open up your Bible, you don't have to read very far until you and I are introduced to the person of the Holy Spirit. In Genesis chapter one, verse number two, the Bible talks about how in the beginning, the earth was was formless. The earth was empty and there was darkness over the surface of the deep. But look who was there. In the very beginning, watch, the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And I love this. Whenever you read the the Old Testament, you see the Spirit of God known as or referred to as the Ruach of God in the Old Testament. And the the Ruach of God, the Spirit of God, would breathe life on, on judges and warriors and prophets. And the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, would empower individuals to do extraordinary things. Let me give you just a short list of many, many examples in the Old Testament Moses was anointed by the Holy Spirit to lead the children of Israel out of bondage. Joseph was anointed by the Holy Spirit to interpret the dreams of Pharaoh. Joshua was anointed to be the next leader that would follow Moses and the, the Spirit of God filled him with great wisdom. Gideon, who was always uh, afraid and a scaredy cat, was anointed by the Holy Spirit and filled with great power and was able to defeat the Midianite army. Samson was filled with the Holy Spirit with great power, so much so that he tore a lion apart with his bare hands. David, David, King David was anointed by the Holy Spirit. And he confesses this in his prayer of repentance in Psalm 51. So David has an affair with Bathsheba and he prays this prayer of repentance. And in this prayer, Psalm 51, read it. He says to God, he says, don't, don't cast me from your presence and please Don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Let me give you another example. Isaiah, who was the prophet, was anointed by the Holy Spirit. So again, you can see all through the Old Testament how the Holy Spirit was, watch, not only very selective, but also temporary. So the Holy Spirit would come upon individuals to accomplish something extraordinary and then depart. But in the New Testament, we're introduced to the pneuma of God, the Spirit of God, and the Holy Spirit in the New Testament was poured out on the day of Pentecost. There it is again. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, the pneuma of God, the Spirit of God, and it wasn't selective and it wasn't temporary. No. When the Holy Spirit showed up on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came very open and permanently, openly and permanently. And that's what we see with the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, let's, let's walk through and talk through the New Testament history for just a moment and hang in there. I know this is a live stream and I know you got other things happening in your house and around you that could cause distraction, but I'm gonna go somewhere in the next 15 minutes if you let me. God manifested himself in the form of Jesus Christ the son. Jesus was born of a virgin, her name was Mary. Jesus lived on this earth for 33 years and in the last three years of the life of Jesus, his ministry went public. And Jesus went and traveled from city to city and region to region. And everywhere that Jesus went, he would restore sight to the blind and he would bring healing to the sick and he would raise the dead and he would cast out demons. Now, the religious leaders could not stand what Jesus was doing. And they couldn't, couldn't stand what Jesus was saying because Jesus was declaring, that he was the son of God. So the religious leaders, they had enough and they arrested Jesus. And not only did they arrest Jesus, but they, they put him on a cross and they, they beat him and they, they crucified him and they removed his lifeless body from that cross and they placed his lifeless body in a tomb, and I I know that many of you know this, but I wanna tell you what happens next. Three days after Jesus was placed into that tomb, the Bible says that Jesus was resurrected from the dead. How did that happen? I'm gonna tell you how it happened. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit came and empowered Jesus and Jesus up from the grave, he arose. Now let's keep going with the history for just a moment. After the resurrection of Jesus, Jesus walks and lives on this earth for 40 days in his glorified body. For 40 days in his resurrected body, he's making appearances. In Acts chapter one, you can read all about it. Hundreds and hundreds of witnesses are seeing Christ Jesus alive. Many who saw him be crucified and now Jesus has been raised from the dead. During these 40 days, Jesus does some incredibly important stuff. He has a conversation with the disciples and he gives them the great commission. And then he also gives them some instruction and he says, I need you to wait for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then watch in a moment, he ascends into heaven I really hope that you're still with me because I'm gonna go somewhere right now. Jesus ascends into heaven. He's on this earth 40 days after his resurrection and then he ascends into heaven. And in that 10 day window, the disciples begin to pray. And in 10 days, the day of Pentecost happens and the Holy Spirit is poured out on the church. 40 days, Jesus walked the earth in a resurrected body. Ten days after his ascension, the day of Pentecost comes and the Holy Spirit is poured out. Forty plus ten is fifty. And the Greek word, the root of Pentecost is the Greek word penta, which means fifty. Watch what happens here in Acts chapter two. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And the Bible says this. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind and it filled the the whole house where they were sitting. And the disciples, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came and rested on each of them. And I love verse number four. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them The utterance. In this room, 10 days after Jesus ascends to heaven, the Holy Spirit is poured out. Well, as you can imagine, a large crowd begins to gather outside of this dwelling place of the disciples. And Simon Peter walks out on the balcony and he addresses the crowd that is gathered. He addresses the mass of people that has gathered. And this is what he says. He says, hey, we're not drunk with wine like you think we are. He says, no, no, no. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. He says, we are drunk with the Holy Spirit We're filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then he says this in verse number 17, he says, And in the last days, God says that he will pour out his spirit on all people on all people, and Simon Peter begins to preach a message of repentance, and he begins to preach a message of, of baptism, and watch, this is so important, this is why today, the day of Pentecost, is the birthday of the church, because on that day, when the Holy Spirit was poured out, and Peter stood out on that balcony and preached this message, 3,000 people got saved, and Christ has been adding to his church ever since. And I'm telling you, for those of you that are watching this live stream today and you've sat through a little bit of history and you're still leaning in, I want to tell you that in the last days, God is going to pour out his spirit on all people, young people, old people, regardless of race or socioeconomic background. No, the Holy Spirit is going to be poured out on all people. Now, I want to dive just a little bit deeper in the next few minutes that we have together because... There is a difference between the inflow of the Holy Spirit versus the outflow of the Holy Spirit. And again, I'm trying to give you some things to consider as you research the person of the Holy Spirit on your own time. But I want you to know, this is important to know, that there is a difference between the inflow of the Holy Spirit and the outflow of the Holy Spirit. Write this thought down here. The inflow of the Holy Spirit is all about salvation. So here's what I mean and here's what I believe. That whenever you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes in you, right? It's John 6, 44 that reminds us that it is the Spirit that draws us to Jesus Christ. So this inflowing of the Holy Spirit is how you find salvation in Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit draws you in, does that make sense? So hear me, whenever you say yes to a personal relationship with Christ Jesus, you don't need to try to get the Holy Spirit in you because he is already in you. Listen to me, the Holy Spirit is already in you. Let me prove it to you. Romans chapter eight, verse number 11 says it this way. The Spirit of God, now let's come full circle. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives where? in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give, and I love this word, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living where? Living inside of you. So I'm gonna say it again. Once you are saved, you don't have to try to get the Holy Spirit in you because the Holy Spirit is already in you. Now what the Holy Spirit wants to do is get out of you, come on now. Let me say it this way, he's in you, but now he wants to flow out of you. So if the inflow of the Holy Spirit is all about salvation, then the outflow of the Holy Spirit is all about supernatural power, all about supernatural power. See, the Holy Spirit wants to empower you to do things beyond your own natural power. When you think about the disciples, Jesus said, here is the Great Commission, to fulfill the Great Commission, to therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Listen, that, that work is too big to accomplish on your own strength, so you need the Holy Spirit to empower you to do something beyond your own power. When you think about the fruits of the spirit, you can read about them in Galatians five twenty two. Christ says that you ought to operate in love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and and self-control. In order to live out the fruits of the Spirit, you need a power that's greater than your own power. When you think about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, to operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you need a power that's greater than your own power. So whenever you have the inflow of the Holy Spirit, there is this explosion that happens, Whenever you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there is an explosion of power that happens, and this power that's on the inside of you wants to come out of you, and that is a separate experience. There's a difference between the inflow and the outflow of the Holy Spirit. The inflow is about salvation. And the spirit lives in you right now and draws you to repentance. But when you have that encounter with Jesus, that power wants to get out of you. That's the, that's the outflow, the outflow of the Holy Ghost. And I want to show you the separate experiences here. Acts chapter one, verses four and five. Jesus says this. He says, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the Holy Spirit. That's the gift. Wait for this gift that my father promised. And he said, you've heard, you've heard me speak about this before. And then watch what he says, because I'm going to show you the different experiences of the inflow of the Holy Spirit versus the outflow of the Holy Spirit. He's talking to the disciples who are already saved. And he says, John, who came before me, baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Jesus is saying, John baptized with water. That's all about salvation. But in a few days, you're going to be baptized with power. Look at John 7, two verses here. Jesus says, if anybody's thirsty, let them come to me and drink. That's the inflow. You drink inflow. Salvation, verse 38. He who believes in me, as scripture has said, watch, it's the outflow. Out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. I'm giving you so much content today, I almost feel a little guilty because it's like drinking water from a fire hydrant. But I want you to know something. The Holy Spirit, the person of God, the Holy Spirit, wants you to experience not just salvation, but power to do supernatural things. As a matter of fact, here's what I genuinely believe with all of my heart, that for every believer, there are three baptisms. There is the baptism of salvation. And whoever's watching this live stream today, you need to know that it is the desire of Jesus Christ that you are saved, that you accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, that you say yes to the things of God and you say no to the things of this world. This is a powerful experience to to experience salvation, the saving grace and the saving mercy of Jesus. But after you get saved, after that baptism into the family of God, now you've gotta tell the whole world about this experience and that baptism is water baptism. It's where you go public with your faith. It's where you declare that Jesus is Lord, and it's where you let the whole world know, all of your family and all of your friends, that you are making a public confession of your faith, that you've asked Jesus to sit on the throne of your heart. But that's not the only baptism. Then there is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, where all of the workings on the inside of you that God has been doing comes out of you to make a difference in your community, in your family, in your work, in your school, in your neighborhood, wherever you go. God doesn't want you just to have an internal experience. No, he wants you to be baptized with the Holy Spirit so that you have power to make a difference. Man, I hope you're getting this today. Uh, Early this morning as I was putting on the final touches to this, this message, I had these few thoughts that jumped into my heart because I'm just trying to give you some things to consider about the person of the Holy Spirit. The first thought is this. The Holy Spirit is never strange and never weird. Church, you've heard me talk about this before. The Holy Spirit isn't weird. It's people who make the Holy Spirit weird. I get so frustrated whenever Christians and, and even churches Package the Holy Spirit in such a weird or strange way to try to turn you off from that intimate relationship with God, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not weird. The Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you is drawing you to salvation and then wants to give you power to do something beyond your own natural power. Here's a second thought, just kind of recapping this conversation today the Holy Spirit draws us to Jesus Christ. No matter how far away from God you feel right now, the Holy Spirit can provide conviction that will draw you in to the feet of Jesus, that can draw you into this relationship with God. It is is the Holy Spirit that does the drawing and the stirring and the convicting. and, And if you feel that working in your heart, don't run from that, run to that. Confess your sin and make Jesus Lord of your life, here's another thought here. The baptism of the Holy Spirit empowers us to live a supernatural life. I talked about this a moment ago, but it's the Holy Spirit that will give you the power to do things beyond your own power. God didn't design you to live a mediocre life God didn't design you to live a mundane life, no. God designed you, put the Holy Spirit in you, and if you allow the Holy Spirit to empower you, you can do supernatural things. Two more thoughts and I'll pray for you, watch. There's more to Christianity than just salvation. So many of you watching today, you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord, and then you felt like that's it. Listen to me, that's not it. That's just the beginning. There is an opportunity to experience the the fullness of God and to experience the fullness of God, you can be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Listen, just because you don't understand something or just because something doesn't make sense to you, don't use that as an excuse to reject it. No, do everything you can to experience more to Christ than just the salvation experience. Let me give you this one more thought here. I really believe this, that right here today, on this Pentecost Sunday in 2020, wherever you're watching from, you can have your very own day of Pentecost experience. This is my prayer for you. I've been praying this for this entire week leading up to this message today that you would have your own day of Pentecost experience, that the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you would would be awakened and you would be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost and your life would be forever changed. You can have your own day of Pentecost experience. All you have to do is say, God, I want that. I want that for my life. Let me give you this question. I always try to close with the question. And here's the thought. And I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I've asked myself this. JC, do you want all that God has for you? And I'm looking into the camera today and I got just another minute before we're done and this live stream will be over. And if you didn't hear anything in this 30 minute message, I wanna ask you this question and I want you to hear this. Do you want all that God has for you? or are you content with what you've already received? What if I told you that, that there's more, there's more, and the more is found in the person of the Holy Spirit? Don't run from them, don't reject them. Embrace the power in the person of the Holy Spirit and in your lifetime, you will do supernatural things. I'm telling you, church, if the answer to this question is yes, like, I, I, want, I want all that God has for me. I want more. Then let's do this together. will not you text this word, commit, to 84576. Somebody from our team, they're going to reach out to you. And not only will they tell you about your next steps in your spiritual journey, but we'll help you to learn more about the person of the Holy Spirit. God has gifts for you. And maybe you've not received any of these gifts. Or maybe you've only received a few of these gifts. If it's me, and it is, God, I want every gift that you have with my name on it. I don't want to reject any gift that you have for me. And whoever's watching today, come on, text this word and receive every gift that God has for you. Let me pray today. Jesus, so much to say and such a little amount of time to say it, but here's what I know, that the same power that raised Jesus from the grave that same power lives inside of me, and that same power can move through, through internet and into the hearts and homes of people that are watching. And God, you can speak to their hearts in a way that will wake up their spiritual eyes and their spiritual mind to recognize that you are more than just God the Father and you are more than just God the Son, that you are also God the Holy Spirit. And that Spirit is living on the inside of us, but you wanna flow out of us into our communities to share the love of Jesus and to shine the light of Jesus Christ to make a difference in our world. God forbid we're selfish with our experiences and God forbid we're selfish with the gifts that you give us. No, 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 God, I want all that you have for me, but not so that I can just hold on to it, but so that I can give that experience away to others. So Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. You're welcome in our home. You're welcome in our hearts. You're welcome in our lives to do a work inside of us that only you can do, to give us power beyond our own power to accomplish extraordinary things through Jesus Christ, through God the Father, and through the Holy Spirit. So I pray that this message is an encouragement to those who are listening, and may they have a desire today to learn more about you, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, than ever before. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And everybody said amen. God bless you, and go church.